You're listening to Dr. E.J. McKenzie on Blog Talk Radio. So much crime, so much evil, 
and it seemed like it's increasing and increasing. That seemed like it is. Uh, from the time that I was uh, uh, growing up in elementary, junior high, it was it was bad back then, uh, um, but not like it is today. Um, but it's increasing, it's perpetuating itself. And uh, you ever wonder why? And it seemed like we got more people saved today uh, than it was back then, but we've seen less of a manifestation of the kingdom of God. And we're seeing a greater manifestation of the kingdom of darkness. If we begin to understand these principles, it will aid us, help us, assist us, even in a greater dimension, in bringing things in kingdom order. And you and I really do have the authority to do that. But authority exercise out of order would never work. Satan knows greater than we know and understand that we really do, uh, the church, that is, uh, has been delegated authority. But authority will not work outside of the order of God. So Satan knows that, so let me manipulate them. Let me manipulate them to move outside the order of God so that which God has purpose for them will not work. <laughs> Isn't that fascinating? So he sit back and he laugh at us and uh, uh, plays on us. And uh, he plays, us, plays on us from the perspective of uh, uh, understanding scriptures but not rightly dividing the scriptures. So our understanding is it's liking. So let's look at some principles. So how does scripture go? Uh, the uh, the model prayer, our Father, which art in heaven, hallowed be thy name, your kingdom come, uh, that your will will be done on earth as it is in heaven. The purpose of the kingdom coming for the will of God to be done. The purpose of the kingdom coming is for what? The will of God to be done. Where? On earth as it is in heaven. So according to that particular verse, Jesus gave them some instruction, prayed this way. So the kingdom connects earth with heaven. The kingdom is designed to connect earth with heaven. So therefore, heaven then determines the structure and the order for our lives. You and I do not determine it. Heaven determines it. So let me ask you this question here. What is the purpose of God creating a man? What is the purpose of God creating a woman? What is the purpose of the man and the woman procreating and having children? What is heaven's purpose? Heaven is, uh, I almost said heaven, but the earth is created in the image and the likeness of heaven. Man is created in the image and the likeness of God. So the way it is in heaven, man was responsible for populating the earth like heaven is populated. Now, in heaven, there is ranking in heaven. Now, we understand the ranking of the Godhead. The ranking of the Godhead is Father, Son, our Word, and Holy Spirit. The ranking of humanity is the man, the woman, the children. There's rankings in heaven with the angelic hosts. We see this in the book of Revelation. We see it in, in Jeremiah. We see it in uh, the, uh, Ezekiel, I believe, uh, uh, Daniel. I think I said Daniel. Did I say Daniel? 
we see that there's different rankings of uh, uh, angelic hosts. And according to your ranking, there's responsibility or a function according to your ranking. The ranking of the Godhead is a function. Ranking of the uh, of the Father of the there's a function. The Son there's a function. The Holy Spirit there's a function. The, there's a function of a husband. There's a function of a wife. There's a function of the children. There's function. But who created this order? Heaven created the order. Heaven creates the order. Heaven determines. I brought out a, a illustration on yesterday concerning a manual. Uh, uh, every car manufacturer usually create a a manual to let you know how to uh, um, operate the vehicle. Operational manual. Thank you. An operational manual. What is the operational manual for your spirit, your soul, your heart, your mind, your body? The Word of God. With the operational manual of a car, it talks you about how much air you should have in the tires, the front tires, the back tires, and the operational manual. It shows you how to turn the AC on. It shows you how to operate the lights in the vehicle, the operational manual. It goes uh, deals with the internal lights, the external lights. It talks talks you about the um, the um, the interior, the fabric of the seats. If it's leather, how to treat and take care of the leather. If it's fabric, how to treat and take care of the fabric. Um, your radio system, uh, audio system, the operational manual uh, of your vehicle lets you know how to. Uh, maximize in the sound, how to turn it on, how to turn it off. Uh, the C, if you got a CD player, how to uh, put it in, how to eject it. It shows you how to balance it, uh, highs, lows, mids. Uh, uh, the operation manual talks about if you got a rear view mirrors that is electronic, uh, which buttons is for what. Externally, it talks about your uh, your paint and waxing and keeping um, your your, your uh, exterior up. So it, it talks about all of these different things, everything about that car to function in its fullest. You can discover it in the operational manual. Uh, there's nothing about your car that uh, is not in that manual. Anything you want to know about it, even when the emergency lights come on or, or certain warning lights come on. It lets you know what it is. They have different symbols, letting you know what this symbol means, uh, what that symbol means. All of that is in the operational manual. So God has given us an operational manual that comes from heaven. And just like the operational manual of a vehicle comes from a manufacturer. So uh, the operational manual, the Word of God, was written under the inspiration of the Holy Spirit. And it talks about life on earth from a heavenly perspective. It tells you how earth can maximize and how uh, there could be longevity of life on the earth. But the manufacturer lets us know that. You and I don't make that decision. We don't know. We can't determine that. 
but the manufacturer, heaven, determines it. Heaven, or God from heaven, created the heavens, the earth, the world, and all that dwells therein. The God of the first heaven created man in his image and his likeness. The God from the first heaven created the vegetation, the ocean, the, uh, the even the heavens itself above us, which is the sky above us, it's the third heavens. And the second heaven is where Satan dwells. The first heaven is where God dwells. So we got these different levels of heaven. And in each one of these levels of heaven uh, is a spiritual domain. Uh, verse 2, rather, is a spiritual domain. The throne of God is in the, the uh, I think I probably got that wrong. I said first heaven. Yeah, first heavens. The the throne of Satan, of Satan's kingdom, which is an invisible kingdom, is in the second heaven. The third heaven is in the sky uh, above the earth. That is the third heavens. God created all heavens, the first, the second, and the third. When Lucifer got kicked out of heaven, or Satan, Lucifer became Satan, got kicked out of heaven, he established his kingdom. He created a kingdom with the fallen angels in the third heaven, a spiritual uh, domain, a spiritual domain. Just like the first heaven of a spiritual domain, that's the domain of God, that's the rule of God. Satan's rule is the second heaven. And if you recall that when uh, God revealed to Daniel uh, through the reading of the scrolls, the seventh year was almost up of their Babylonian captivity. Daniel went on a 21-day fast. And the, uh, you know the story. Uh, for those that don't know the story, uh, he went on a 21-day fast. Uh, but God sent the answer to his question uh, the first day that he began to pray. And the, you, uh, the Bible says that there was war uh, of the prince of Persia holding up, battling against the angel from breaking through to this realm to give Daniel the answer. So we see in the word of the Lord that that as the angel was coming from the first heaven to break through to the third heavens, the second heavens is where the, and, uh, the satanic and the demonic opposition really took place. And then when he broke through, now remember that uh, it was the prince of Persia. Now, you got a prince of Persia, an authority of the physical Persia. There is a principality over Persia. As a matter of fact, there's a principality over every uh, nation or country in this world. A principality has been assigned to them, a satanic principality. But at the same time, there is an archangel, I believe, that's been assigned to every nation as well. Because as you begin to read in the book of Daniel, uh, in the Amplified Version, it talks about Michael, the prince of Israel. Michael is the prince of Israel. So you got you got uh, archangels that has been assigned to nations to battle and to war for the will of, and the purpose of God to be done. Then you have also uh, principalities and powers. You have uh, angels, uh, the counterpart of uh, Michael, that has been assigned to different. Uh, 
nations as well. Uh, for what reason? For the will, excuse me, for the will of Satan to be done and performed in the earth realm. But how, if you really think about it, uh, how do these angels uh, uh, manifest the will of God and the will of Satan? No angel, uh, um, God, uh, the angels of the kingdom of God are fallen angels. No angel really have a right uh, to the earth realm. No angel uh, really have a right to the earth realm. Uh, angels' activities here in the earth realm is contingent upon uh, the activity of human beings. Um, Satan have uh, the uh, Satan and the fallen angels is up under. Uh, I want to use the word up under. Uh, but they are released in the earth through satanic, demonic, and wicked uh, human agents. God need a human agent, and Satan need a human agent. And sometimes you can be a, a human agent and have absolutely no clue that you are a human agent. So uh, Satan understands this. This is why you manipulate people. And, uh, but God can do nothing in the earth realm either without a human agent. That's why we, we see in the word of the Lord, anytime God's getting ready to do something in the earth realm major, he find a man or a woman, but in the word of God we see it's been a man, that will he will covenant with, that give him a legal entrance into the earth realm. Satan does the exact thing. He is an imitator of God. So he can't create any order. He uh, duplicate or manipulate uh, the order that God has already created for his benefit. So as we begin to understand that uh, the angels is helpers, demons are helpers. Angels is our brother in according to the book of Revelation, and demons is... Uh, the agents of the, uh, I want to say, can I use the word agent? Uh, they do the bidding for uh, human agents, satanic human agents, men and women that are sold, sold out or covenant with Satan. So they're there to, to execute uh, Satan's will through the human instrumentality because no angel have a legal right here unless they covenant with somebody. Uh, you probably heard me bring the scripture out uh, many times before, out of, out of um, Romans chapter no, yeah, Romans chapter five. It says, "By one man sin entered into the world, and by one man righteousness entered into the world." So this world is governed by the influence uh, of uh, two spiritual kingdoms: the kingdom of God and the kingdom of Satan. And their their influence here is contingent upon the prayers, uh, intercession, warfare, incantations, spells, curses of the satanic human agent, and prayers, intercession, warfare of men and women of God. So therefore, uh, uh, if we're seeing evil prevailing, then we have to ask ourselves the question, if God is greater than Satan, how could evil prevail? Maybe they're doing something right according to the laws that govern the earth than we are. 
Look at the scripture, if you will, in uh, Psalms 103. Uh, I'm reading this out of the Amplified Version, verse 20. Bless affectionately, gratefully praise the Lord. You, his angels, you mighty ones, who do his commandments, hearkening to the voice of his word. Hearken to the voice of whose word? God's word. Now, where does the word come from? It comes from heaven, come from God. So men wrote the Bible as it was inspired by the Holy Spirit. They was up under the influence of the Holy Spirit, who is God. And they began to write as the Spirit of God inspired them. So this Bible is a book that reveals the will of heaven for the earth. There is a satanic Bible uh, that the satanic churches uh, uses. And I never saw one. Uh, Me back in, uh, I would like to get one to see uh, how Satan has counterfeited um, the uh, the Word of God, and uh, I, I like to kind of study my opponent. So notice what the Scripture says again: "Blessed, uh, it is said, blessed, bless, affectionate, gratefully praise the Lord, you His angels, you mighty ones who do His commandments, hearkening to the voice of His word." Now, when we uh, Pray the word of God under the inspiration of the Holy Spirit. It is just like a prophetic word. It is a word. Now, what is happening here, that you understand how it works. What is happening here, when you begin to speak, just not a word, but a rhema word, a word that is inspired by the Holy Spirit to you. When you begin to pray that word, when you begin to confess that word, you are releasing the angelic host to go forth on your behalf, but ultimately the behalf of God. This is how it works. Have you ever received a prophetic word? Or have God ever gave you a promise? When you begin to articulate that promise, when you begin to articulate that prophetic word, you are actually releasing angels. Angels is being dispersed. Now, please listen to the Lord today. I personally believe the difference between the prayers of the saints and the prayers of the witches and the warlocks is they really believe and they are more consistent and persistent. I was sharing a, a, a story Concerning, uh, it's really not a story, it's a true situation. Uh, there's a preacher that I'm in a relationship with that I know shared with me when he was on a backslidden stage. Uh, there was a, 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 a warlock that lived under him. And he, in his backslidden stage, the guy was able to recognize that he was a man of God. He called him Father. And the man of God, the guy, not the man of God, but the, 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 the warlock said something to him. He said, you Christians do all that praying and never see absolutely nothing. 
He said, we don't do all that praying like you all do. He said, let me demonstrate it. Paraphrasing how he said it. I'm not saying it verbatim how the guy shared it with him. They went outside, and the guy said something or did something with his hand, and it started raining. He said something, did something again, it stopped raining. He said, you Christians do all that prayer and don't believe. We don't do all that prayer, but we believe. This should show you and I something. This should show you and I something. That here now, watch this right here. Now, this guy, this warlock, he's up under the inspiration of demon spirits. We Christians are supposed to be upon the inspiration of the Holy Spirit. Who is greater, demon spirits or the Holy Spirit? Of course it's the Holy Spirit, because the Holy Spirit is God. Demon spirits is not even God. Now, we're not praying under the inspiration of angels. We're praying under the inspiration of the Holy Spirit, God. So the mediation of these witches and warlocks is demon spirits. We are under the mediation of the Holy Spirit, but yet we have angels that is assigned to aid us and to assist us in executing the will in the heart of heaven. And that's vital that you and I understand that. The movement of the earth, what happens in the earth is, is contingent upon the greatest influence in a region. What is the greatest influence in our region? Then we'll all we got to do is look at the fruit of our region. What is the fruit of our region? What is the fruit of South Florida? You say, what do you mean by fruit? What is the greatest manifestation here in South Florida? Down south, uh, South Miami, North Miami, South Broward, South, uh, North Broward. Uh, South Palm Beach County, North Palm Beach County. What is the greatest manifestation in our region? Is it a lukewarm spirit? Is it uh, 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 perversion? Is it, uh, uh, I'm trying to think of the correct word for drugs, but I just go ahead and use drugs. Is it drugs? drug trafficking, what is the greatest manifestation? Is it uh, murder? Is it teenage pregnancy? All of these is influences of uh, demonic powers. Remember what Paul said in the Word of God? We wrestle not against flesh and blood, but against what? Prince spirits, principalities, powers, spiritual wickedness in high places, the rulers of the darkness of this world. So what is a power? A power is a manifestation that is upon the, a prince spirit. So what is the power? The power could be what, once again, it can be a lackadaisical, lukewarm, uh, um, it's another word I'm looking for here uh, that I see uh, in, in some affluence uh, communities, uh, uh, irreverence, thank you, Holy Spirit, an irreverence, uh, unholy irreverence spirit. And usually that's an independent spirit uh, uh, in influence uh, communities because their God is their money. 
So you see a, a laid-back, lackadaisical, snotty-type mentality attitude in those kinds of uh, communities unless we God have uh, uh, his saints there creating the atmosphere of heaven there. Uh, we know at one time, I don't know if it is when I first came here, uh, from my understanding that uh, Biscayne Boulevard was known uh, for heavy prostitution. That is a prince spirit uh, uh, that have a power that's releasing, that's manifesting in that area upon young ladies and upon young men. But these people don't know they're under the influence of a power. But that power is under the authority of a prince spirit. And it's releasing satanic, uh, perverted ways of energy. That's how it works. And, and they'll, they'll, they sense it. It makes them feel the need uh, uh, to have sexual relationship for money. And the money is the ultimate goal for them, which is the, uh, the spirit of mammon, spirit of greed. So they're selling their bodies uh, for money. And watch this right here. When these uh, these powers is manifesting themselves, now once again you got the prince spirit, you got the powers, and then you got the you got the demon spirit that's up under the authority of the powers. What is a demon spirit? A demon spirit is an embodied uh, 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 personality. See, a demon is a person. It's a person. It just don't have a body. They have all of the emotions that a human being has. They can feel. They can see. They can speak. They can taste. Uh, they have appetites. And, and and demons' appetites is fulfilled through human beings. That's why they want a body. Like the demon that was in the man legion in the Bible. Uh, when Jesus came on the scene, they begged Jesus uh, not to cast them out of the region. Now think about it. They begged Jesus not to cast them out from the region that they was occupying. So it should show you something. Watch this right here. In different areas of South Florida, carries different atmospheres. There's a certain atmosphere uh, in, um, I don't really know the South area that much, uh, Florida City. I think that's the farthest part before you start getting into Key West. There's a different atmosphere when you go to um, Florida City than you probably will find in Goose or Parime area. Um, I don't know all the areas of down south there. There's a dip, different atmosphere in Kendall. There's a different atmosphere in, in uh, Opalaka than it is in... Um, Carroll City, which is no longer Carroll City. 
Uh, um, it'll come to me in a few minutes here. I'm sure I got people on the, on the phone, uh, on the line, on the uh, calling it out, and I can't hear you. <laughs> then there's a different atmosphere in uh, in uh, the Carroll City area than it is in the Miramar and and Pembroke Pines area. There's a different atmosphere in Pembroke Pines and uh, Miramar than it is in Hollywood, Florida. So, so if there's different atmosphere, that should show you something. The atmosphere is nothing but a revelation of who's controlling that region. Who's controlling that region. Just like different homes. You can go into different homes, and different homes emanate a different atmosphere. It lets you know the dominant force in that home. Some homes you can walk in, it looks beautiful, but it's you can it's it's a it's a tension in the air. Some homes you can go into there's a spirit of peace. It's warm. You can feel it's just cozy. It's it's quiet. You can it's it's kind of like soothing. It lets you know the dominant force. That is manifested in that home. I can get in somebody's car and, and feel the atmosphere change, let you know the dominant force in that car. Or you got to understand, see, a person will have to be in the car whoever the owner is leaves has created an atmosphere. Those that are sensitive can pick it up. You go in any place. You 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 sense a shift when you're sensitive. You can you can sense a shift when you go go certain places, and that's probably one of the things that we need to cry out to God for. I just got the grace us to be more sensitive uh, to the invisible realm than the visible realm. So we, you've got the principalities, you got the powers, and you got the demon spirits that uh, is under the influence of the power. They manifest themselves. So so we have to be discerning and understanding. Watch this right here. They get their instructions from heaven, either the second heaven or the first heaven. Now, how many churches, and this is a question to our radio audience, approximately how many churches is in your community? Where you live, approximately how many churches? 5, 10, 15, 20, 25, 30, 35, 40, where you live. Now, I personally believe there's over five churches in every community, and the atmosphere is more wicked than Satan has taken captive those churches. I dare five pastors in the same region. I dare us to come together and make a commitment in fasting and prayer for our community. I guarantee you the atmosphere will break. It will shift. I guarantee you the crime level will go down. I guarantee you. See, what we try to do, we try to fix 
a spiritual problem with natural solutions. And you can't do that. See, we're looking at the crime. We're looking at teenage pregnancy. We're looking at uh, uh, single parent parents raising children up. We're looking at these things, so we try to fix, do a welfare thing. We try to do uh, start um, men's clubs, women's clubs. Uh, we do after school care, and it's nothing working. And we don't understand why it's not working. Because you're not dealing with the root. The root is a spiritual thing. It's a spiritual thing. And so therefore, uh, uh, these are demon spirits that is manifesting themselves in the earth realm. And they're uh, uh, influencing powers or energy is being released upon people in a, a general area. It all it takes is one authority in that region to submit and yield, and then it's like a spiral. It just starts manifesting, manifesting. Because if, if, if an authority, that's what Satan does, he always wants the authority. If an authority yields to it and release it in a region, then what's going to happen, that authority is going to have some kind of influence. It's going to have some kind of influence. And then what I'm talking about, you have seen it before. It's all through the word of the Lord. Uh, all through the Bible, when we see a king that is wicked, what happens? The whole nation becomes what? Wicked. This is, this is a principle. We were sharing some principle on the sins of the fathers of the third and fourth generation uh, on yesterday. And I began to articulate and talk about uh, I just come back out from out of town, and I was uh, uh, doing some teaching, a marriage, uh, sort of like a marriage seminar. It really wasn't a seminar, but it was both found out was something else. But anyway, uh, my, I ministered two nights. Uh, one first night, I talked, I shared about the uh, uh, the male and his role, and female her role. The, the uh, second night, but that first message be, began to cause me to meditate. And one of the things we're talking about, the sins of the father, the past times of the third and the fourth generation, and how the sins of the father create the steps of their children. When we don't realize and understand, we're creating an order. We're creating a pattern uh, for our children. Uh, these children are born innocent, but they have disposition and attitudes uh, that we say, we look at and say, I don't understand this. Why you got such a negative attitude? We, we are so ignorant, and, and I, can, I was going to use the word stupid, uh, but I'm not going to use that word stupid, but we're so ignorant um, uh, because we, 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 we teach stuff, preach stuff, but we don't know how it works. We talk about we wrestle against flesh and blood, but against principality and power, but we still wrestle against flesh and blood. But that message, really, that I ministered, it didn't hit me until the meeting was over with. It calls me to be in a state of meditation, the things uh, that the Lord articulated through me. And uh, in my hotel room, I was sitting there the next morning, woke up, still meditating on these things. And I got a pen out and a pad. I began to allow the Holy Spirit to give me observation concerning some uh, uh, iniquity patterns 
and my father's lineage and my mother's lineage. See, when the Bible says the sins of the father shall pass to the third or fourth generation, we, all, we, we think just the, the, the husband, but your wife have a father as well. And your wife has been influenced by the father, her father's sin. So we don't we don't think we think about oh this is just the husband. It's the sins of the fathers. We're passing the third and fourth generation. In every generation, there's boys and girls. In every generation, there's boys and girls in the first generation. There's boys and girls in the second generation. Boys and girls in the third. Boys and girls in the fourth. But what we don't understand, just like the principle. A sowing and reaping. If you sow a seed, you don't reap an orange. You reap an orange tree full of oranges. So if I sow something in my generation, if I sow one thing in my generation, it's going to spring up in the next generation threefold, fivefold, hundredfold, fiftyfold, thirtyfold, sixtyfold, more than the sin that I, 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 I sold. It always comes back more. That is a law. That's a natural and a spiritual law. That you always get back more than what you sown. So what happened is you were seeing things manifest in your children that you know that you didn't sow. See, you're looking at the harvest. You don't, you don't, you're not focused on the seed that you sown. And what parents do, they make the greatest mistake, and they say, okay, I'm not going to put my child in the same situation I was put in. I messed up, and I don't want my child to do the same thing I did. And you're dealing with it naturally. <laughs> you, you don't get it. You're dealing with something naturally that has already been a, a part of their DNA because it, it's a part of your DNA. Your children came from you, you and their uh, spouse, or their dad and their mama. So the sins uh, uh, of the father and the sins of the mother's father. So, you, so here's a woman that has been influenced by the sins of her father, and not only her father, but her mother's father. She's a product of her father's generation and her mother's father's generation. The husband of the man is a product of his father's sin and his mother's father's sin. He's a product. So you got a man and a woman coming together and having relationship that have the DNA of two different generations, the generation of her father and the generation of her mother's father. He, he's a part uh, um, uh, a product of his father's generation and his mother's father's generation of iniquity. So you've got two individuals coming together with a full, full uh, 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 sin pattern. Full, full sin pattern. And they have a relationship and bring forth a child. This child is going to be a product of a full, full generational sin, sin pattern, a iniquity pattern. And then we turn around and say, I don't understand. Now, God dealt with me about this. This hit me like a ton of bricks yesterday because I was uh, on my way to uh, service, and the Lord brought a statement to me that I, 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 I said to one of my, my daughters. 
I said, girl, why you like this? I said, I don't operate this way. Why you like this? And I didn't think too much of it. And uh, uh, I said, you didn't get that from me. That's what I told him. I said, you didn't get this from me. And the Spirit of God, uh, this was months ago. And uh, uh, at the time, God wasn't dealing with me about this, this particular subject. So on the way to church yesterday, the Spirit of God dealt with me, said, yes, you are talking to her from your saved state. No, she, uh, uh, you don't see that in you because you're thinking from your saved state. You are not thinking from your unsaved state. And not only thinking from my unsaved state, but I'm not thinking from the harvest. She is the harvest. She's manifesting a harvest of the seed that I sown in my own unsaved state. So it's greater. So no, I don't see that in me. Because it's greater than what the seed. The harvest is always greater than the seed. Are we getting this? And so here I'm talking to my daughter. She's probably frustrated. I'm frustrated. She's frustrated because she's governed by an iniquity pattern that she didn't create herself. She's under the influence and governed by iniquity pattern that her daddy and her mama created. And her daddy and her mama was governed by an iniquity pattern that they didn't create, that their parents created. Are you seeing how masterful Satan take the word of God and work the word of God against us? And watch it right, and we're born again. I'm born again. My wife is born again. But we still have the iniquity pattern in our Adamic flesh, our Adamic nature. Every born-again believer still have the Adamic nature. You have two natures. Peter talks about you and I being partakers of the divine nature. Now, notice what he says in Peter. Get a chance to read it. I, uh, I don't have the scripture before me. That being partakers of the divine nature of God. Being partakers of the divine nature of God. Now, think about it. He's telling us you have the divine nature, but you've got to partake of it. If I'm not partaking of the divine nature, then I'm going to be under the influence of my Adamic nature that I got from my forefathers, my daddy's lineage and my mother's father's lineage. So it has to be broken. I'm born again, and you got many people, many people that is born again. They are frustrated. They're aggravated. They 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 know they save. But why in the world am I constantly dominated by this iniquity pattern? My grand great grand uh, uh, mother uh, uh, experienced divorce. My grandmother experienced divorce. My mother experienced divorce, and I'm I'm battling divorce right now. It is an iniquity pattern. It's an iniquity pattern. It is gaining momentum through your lineage, even though it may be illegal. Satan don't operate by what's right and wrong or, or what's right and wrong. He's going to manipulate. 
he's going to try to get a foothold, dough hole, a toe hole, and every kind of other hole to keep that pattern through your forefathers going. Now, you may stop it coming to the knowledge of this thing, break that pattern. It does, not, uh, it does not come upon your children. But if you don't teach your children this, it's going to come to their children's children, or their children, or your grandchildren. So the problem with us as Christians, we don't train, we don't educate our children concerning the things God has educated us in. We just talk about this. Send them to Sunday school. Let them learn John three sixteen. Do you ever have you ever sat down with your children? See, I know nothing about my mother and her lineage, my father and his lineage, because she never talked to us. My father never talked to us. But I can just can discern things. When I look at my mother, I look at certain manifestations in her life. My father, certain manifestation in his life. My oldest brother, uh, before he passed, my oldest sister, myself, and all of my siblings, siblings we all have different uh, uh, iniquity patterns that come from that, that lineage. I can see all kinds of things. Uh, I look at uh, 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 bearing children out of wedlock. That's basically, that's all of all of all of my siblings except me. And 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 trust me, it's not because I'm so holy or what the case may be. It's nothing but the grace of God that I don't have it. Bottom line, because that's the iniquity pattern of my of, of my my father and my mother uh, had either the first three or the first two of the first one. I know they weren't married when my that my older brother was uh, born into the earth realm. So. My oldest brother have two children, uh, which he's passed now, but he got two children, and, and, and that's all we know about uh, uh, out of wedlock and from two different women. Uh, my other sister uh, have uh, uh, my oldest sister has seven children. My mother had seven children. My oldest sister has seven children, but. Once again, it get worse to the next generation. So my mother had all her children by one man, but she wasn't married. My sister uh, had uh, seven children from four different men. Are you seeing this? It's the next gener- it gets worse the next generation. So my uh, sister under me, uh, I don't know how many children she have. I, 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 I got quite a few nephews and nieces. But... Uh, from understanding, she have, uh, I think she got two uh, children from, I think, either two or three sets of men. My younger sister have, uh, and this is not putting my family down, I'm talking about a generation because all of us got issues, iniquity patterns, and and, and uh, uh, but we can break those things. So I look at my... Um, my younger sister, I think she, I think she have children from two to three. Diff, uh, I think two different men, and uh, she's not married. The one under me is not married. My older sister just got married, maybe about five years ago. First time we've been married, about five years ago. So my youngest, uh, my brother under me, 
uh, he have one daughter, not married. My youngest brother, uh, he's been married, I think this is his third or fourth marriage. And he have, I think, either two uh, children from two sets of women, two or three, but I think it's two uh, sets of women. This is the iniquity pattern in my lineage. I look at my mother and my father. Both of them smoked. My mother don't they never drink, but my daddy was an alcoholic. That's an addiction. Nicotine cigarettes is an addiction. Um, my younger brother, he drinks. Uh, none of my sisters, I don't think, drink at this time, but all, all of them was addicted to alcohol and drugs. Uh, at one particular time, and uh, but here it is: this addiction, an iniquity pattern, falling down to the next generation. Uh, none of the uh, boys ever smoked. None of us ever smoked. Um, but my brother under me, he didn't smoke nor drink. The younger one, he drinks. But I don't think he don't smoke. But these addiction, iniquity patterns fall into the next generation. Now, the majority of my nephew and nieces, the majority of all of them smoke. All of them smoke. The majority of all of them smoke. Cigarettes and probably every, and other things too, probably, and drink. Um, I had a niece that died. I went to a, I did a funeral, I think, last year, year before last. She was an alcoholic at 30-something years old. Young girl. But she was all the way before thirty some years old, uh, and I didn't, you know, I don't don't stay there. But my, my mother used to tell me that how her and my daddy used to get uh, high together, drinking alcohol. But we, but parents don't have no, I have no idea that we are creating an iniquitous pattern for innocent children that come into the world. They're coming into a pattern innocently under the influence of, uh, of demonic forces that they don't know they're under influence, but we brought those kids up under the influence of these demonic forces. We brought them there by the iniquitous pattern that we created. Adam brought the whole human race up under an iniquitous pattern, and it, and it increased. I was meditating on this right here, and I, I, didn't, I didn't see this until... Um, uh, yesterday, but I didn't bring it out in the message, but but I, I, I just, it came to my mind. Think about this right here. God said, when you partake of this fruit, you're going to die. You're going to die. Eve, I believe the reason Adam partook of the fruit because when Eve partook of the fruit, he saw no change. He didn't. He he never knew what death was. He saw no change. He didn't see no no alteration. He didn't see the glory. Think about it. They was clothed in the glory of God. They was naked and not ashamed because their clothing was the glory of God. So when she partook of it, she still had the glory. So he didn't see any change. When he partook of it, that's when the glory left. Left her and left him, and they became naked why didn't the glory leave when Eve partook of it? 
because Eve could have been saved by Adam's stance. Because God didn't give Eve the command. God gave Adam the command. She partook of it and there was no change. When he partook it, instantly the glory left and he died. He died instantly. Because he said, the moment you partake of the fruit, you're going to surely die. He died instantly. And we know that death does not mean eradication or annihilation. He died in his relationship with God. He was separated from God. So he, that's when physical death started in his body, even though he lived 900 and some years. But the process of death began. First, death is a spiritual thing. Then it manifests in the natural. And watch this right here. I didn't see this until yesterday, what I'm about to say. If Adam created a iniquitive pattern, then the spirit of murder that was activated in Cain that caused him to kill his brother had to come from his daddy. Had to come from Adam because he created the iniquitive pattern. Satan took advantage of that. And so now here is the spirit of envy and strife and jealousy and covetousness and murder activated in this boy's DNA because his daddy, even though God forgave him, uh, forgave Adam because he had to uh, uh, make a sacrifice, a blood sacrifice for his sins to be forgiven. Are you getting this? So this, these things is vital, ladies and gentlemen. These things are crucial that we understand and we begin to comprehend how this thing works. Come out of work. I sat down with my, uh, after service, my wife and I sat down with our daughters. And I apologized to them for the negative pattern that I created, created uh, by submitting to sin uh, before I got saved, and even the ones when I was saved, and I asked them to forgive me. My wife asked them to forgive them, uh, uh, forgive her, excuse me. And and um, my my daughters were so gracious to accept our apology. Now we can begin to work the work of God breaking this thing now, speaking to the generations from our fathers and our mother's fathers and decreeing and declare that the law of the spirit of life in Christ Jesus has made us free from the law of sin that was released through the bloodline. We say not so in Jesus' name. Now we can battle. We can cancel this thing. You will no longer dominate us. We can begin to release right now the righteousness in the life of Christ in the bloodline of our fathers, in the bloodline of our mother's fathers. Even now in Jesus' name, we can begin to speak, decree, and declare that our father's bloodline has been redeemed by the blood of Jesus. Our mother's father's bloodline has been redeemed by the blood of Jesus. We can speak that meant over our spouses. That uh, 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 my wife's father's bloodline has been redeemed. My mother, my wife's mother's father's bloodline has been redeemed by the blood of Jesus. Since I'm her legal authority, I commanded to cease. I commanded to uh, uh, stop functioning. No longer have no right to, to my wife. That spirit of fear that my wife is dominated uh, uh, has been. Influenced, I was the dominant. Influenced by, I see that spirit of fear in her mother. 
and it had to come from her bloodline. And, and it's manifesting here. And I see some forms of fears in my daughters. Are you getting this? Getting this? I can see uh, 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 from time to time I allow myself to get upset and angry about certain things when they're not going right, people it's not doing the right thing. I can see that come from my blood, my father's bloodline, even my mother's bloodline. But we can stop it. We can block it by the blood of the Lamb. We can speak, decree, and declare it is redeemed by, blood, uh, by, by the blood of the Lamb. We can command our father's lineage, our mother's father's lineage, to be reconciled in harmony and favor with the one who created the bloodline, the Father God himself. And what's going to happen, the Spirit of God will begin to work in the bloodline because we're releasing him. And the angels can begin to work on the behalf of our prayers, intercession, and warfare for the will of heaven to be done and performed. Ladies and gentlemen, my time is up. I pray that the Lord has encouraged you and blessed you and strengthened you and educated you and given you a key today to understand what has been happening with your children so you can go and block it and stop it and begin to take authority of the bloodline and begin to and watch the change begin to take place. Watch the Spirit of God begin to now uh, uh, bring healing and restoration. Ladies, those of you that have spouses, that is challenged. Then uh, even with their salvation, look at the bloodline, begin to take authority over it. Because if they're not in place, you automatically elevate in place. And you can stop the iniquity pattern in your, in your husband's uh, father's bloodline, your husband's mother's father's bloodline. You may see some characteristics and attributes in, in your husband from, them, from his mother. It's the bloodline. But you can stop it because you become a legal authority if he's not in place. Well, once again, this has been your host, Dr. E.J. McKenzie with the Master Key. Well, we pray once again that you was blessed from the word of the Lord. Tell your family and friends about the um, administration on tomorrow uh, at 6 p.m. Call your family and friends to join us. Keep us lifted up in prayers. We will do the same for you. Take this and work this t- tonight. Not wait. Don't wait. Don't let it just be information. Work it and begin to break the, the iniquity pattern and establish a righteous pattern in your life in your children's life, in your children's children, until the coming of the Lord Jesus Christ. Once again, this has been your host, Dr. J. McKins with the Master Key. God bless you. I pray that the rest of your night be blessed, and we pray that you have a sweet sleep.